we'll start getting labels for our, for our beverages that we that we sip on just in case we get in trouble. We are going to get in trouble, so I always put mine this way. You can tell that it's orange, and you can tell that it's fizzy and yeah. sodorized, but you can't tell exactly what it is. Well, I'm drinking then. It's it's like Peru. Yeah. It's like Peru kit. Yeah. In the can. There it is. Yeah. There you go. Good evening and welcome to the weekly football review show. It's myself, Gav Mack, and Adam. The Greek, as we like to call him, or Adam Harrell. Now I know how to spell his name properly. Um, we're in association with, well, it's two up top, of course. And um, what I will say, be careful on here, because we've got a new little buffy thing mic on there. Mm. And I'm worried that the mic might end up showing in the camera. I'll tell you what, we don't care about the camera, so we're here for the podcast. We're here there for you the podcast. Are. Um, we're in association with Macau Sports Bar and Grill, the best booze in the whole of New York. Um, we're also in association with the Mail Coach, where you'll be able to find Adam, Adam the Greek doing the best pub quiz in the history of mankind, it's even Gandhi called, said so. It's not called the big quiz for no reason. Yeah, very true. It's big and it's a quiz. It's very big and it's, and it's a quiz. And uh, he's also got a, a big beard. And uh, we, we record this show live from uh, Stalker Studio, the best studio in the whole Northampton. Maybe the world? Are, arguably the world. Maybe. I think it might be. My mum said so. Yeah, exactly. So if your mum said it, then that is the case. And then, uh, yeah, of course, we are sponsored by uh, DC Music Services. On today's show, Mr. Greek, uh, we'll be talking about Bruno Fernandes. How good is Bruno Fernandes? Well, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Ooh, mm, screw face. Come on, Leeds fan. Anyway, uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, there's obviously been there's been plenty VAR controversy uh, this weekend. We'll also be talking about heading in football. In fact, we're going to start there uh, today. So they've, they've brought it out. It's almost like a bit of a law now that they're not going to be heading the ball in, in, in junior football much anymore, everywhere apart from in Wales. So in training uh, in the United Kingdom apart from Wales, so in in England, Northern Ireland and Scotland, heading in training mm-hmm. is now banned. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, so I read as much, you know, much article as I could um, <clears throat> and it didn't say anything really about the game apart from it would be restricted in games. It doesn't say how that's going to be done whether it's coming into effect immediately or mm. whether it'll be from next season or whenever. But there have been lots of research done. Alan Shearer did a really good uh, documentary a few years ago about is it causing dementia in you know football players and obviously like you know not just football players but obviously all the people that play football Sunday league, Saturday league, you know, during the week, seven aside, five aside, wherever you play up and down the country. Um, I would imagine it's a bit like tag rugby for kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, arguably, you don't stop developing until you're you know twenty one. Yeah. So, but it's yeah all primary ages. So that's up until the age of I believe it's ten or eleven. Yeah, eleven is is completely banned. But what are your thoughts on it though? On the whole, like um, because we had balls, you know, like when we were kids and stuff. I tell you what, move back. Yeah, I'm gonna move back. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, we like that. Um, <laughs> when we um when we were kids, you know, we want to be Alan Shearer. You wanted to like bang a solid header in and. That sort of stuff, but headering was one of my uh, primary attributes. I would it say. definitely wasn't one of mine. I always, well, one, I'm short as hell, and two, I just, I see the ball, and I'm like, yeah, it's over me. Yeah, I still do it now. It's over me, lads. Yeah, <laughs> it's over me. It's hitting me square in the face. No, it's over me. Yeah, but they're, they're doing research as to whether there's a direct correlation of heading the ball and it causing dementia in later life. Now. Going back years, the balls were made out of leather, full-on leather. As soon as they get wet, it adds a couple of pounds on. Mm. The balls nowadays aren't like that anymore. So do you see that there's like a direct correlation now? I think the thing is, it's a, it's about developmental ages. So I've, I've, I've worked for many years in, you know, in mental health hospital. So mm. it's a case of, you know, I've worked with the older people with dementia and I've also worked in acquired brain injury. Yeah. So it is obviously, there's so many factors. I think this is just that, you know, let's just wipe out, eradicate. You, you can't ever eradicate risk. That's no. something that I've always said. But you can minimalise it. Mm-hmm. So I think what they're doing is they're minimalising it. Yeah. So, you know, if you know if you have a son or a daughter that plays football, um, you know, or any gender, mm-hmm. as it were, uh, that plays mm-hmm. football, then, you know... Careful, son. If you, you want to <laughs> take them down to the park... Yeah. And you know, play football or wherever, and you know they want a head of the ball, and you want to teach them how to head of the ball. Then you obviously you're taking that, you know, that you're doing that off your own account. Yeah. Then I guess, but obviously in terms of structured teams, 
that's the guideline that they've been given and that's the guideline that they should be following. I mean, like, nowadays, football is very technical-based anyway. I mean, like, if you go to any academy and watch a bit of football, it's very rare that the ball's on the ground. Everyone, every single team, you know, from junior ages up to the under-23s now, are all playing the ball from out the back. Mm. Do you think heading will end up over the next few not a few years but over the next generation be a thing of the past I don't think they'll outlaw it I play every Tuesday no I don't think they'll outlaw um, it but no. do you think it'll just be like something that they'll just just won't bother talking about or I, being I, I think the thing the is is that like you say football goes in you know in, in different phases and how it goes through different fashions in the way to play football and stuff like that you know mm. Gengen Press and obviously like you know Pep Guardiola's you know five yard you know man to man things mm. like that it, you know they go they go in roundabouts like Playing, you know, teams play the ball long. Andy Carroll, Calvert Lewin's out of a job if we if we get rid of heading. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's one it's one of them. I just think with with children, I think it it should it probably should go. Yeah. It's an, it's not an essential part of the game. In the UK, you know, if we get rid of heading and this whole lump the ball long thing, you know, is, is it going to potentially make kids a little bit more technically better at football? Mm. You know, it, what is the essential part of heading apart from you know what's the point of it? You know, I've scored many goals on my head over the years. As a I definitely haven't. No, definitely. I don't not. think I've even cleared a ball in my life. Still over you, Gav. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I think just to sort of round it up, I, I think I, I get why they've done it, and mm. I do because you know everyone's different. Like you know, my head could be X amount thicker than someone else's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've all we've all taken a header and and you know played a header. Obviously, it it might lower the statistics when it comes to like you know players clashing heads. And yeah, that of course. Yeah, that's, that's a, a huge that's factor. Because yeah, concussion, point. people don't realise. People say concussion like it's such a common thing. Concussion's really damaging. People mm. don't realise that. You know, you take one big blow to the head. I had a car accident when I was fifteen, and you know, that affected me for many years. Mm. Like until I was easily, I would say, eighteen, nineteen. I'm not saying that's mm. the, you know, that was the reason I didn't learn to drive a car early. But it was you know, it had an effect on me sitting in the front of a car. Mm. Like if you know, if you're a kid and you go head to head, or you know, you head a goalpost or something like that, you know about it. It yeah. might affect the way you want to play football. You know, we said Pet Check was never the same after his injury. It was, yeah. it was Stephen Hunt, wasn't it? Yeah, well, he got done twice, didn't he? Yeah, and it, yeah. you know, it's one of them. Like, you know, the head is. We have to. We have to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, children, they don't need to head of the ball. It's not an essential part of the game. Yeah. You know, I know many kids when we were five, six years old. Primary age is what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's completely banned. Primary age. You know, most of them can't lift the ball off the floor anyway. So, yeah. there you go. No, I get that completely. Um, let's talk about some some games that happened this weekend, and I think we should start with Sunday and, and probably go backwards. Um, you mentioned Dominic Calvert Lewin, so we'll start there. Um, and it's the early section of this week's What Are Everton? <laughs> Arsenal three, Everton two. Um, the goal scorers. So Dominic Calvert Lewin opened the goal scoring. Um, Eddie and Ketia got the equaliser. Um, it was Leeds then legend. It, it, Leeds legend. Okay, uh, it was then two one. It was then two and two Arsenal with Aubameyang. Um equaliser on the second half time by Yerry Mina from the from the corner, and then seconds into the second half was uh, Aubameyang to make it to make it three two. Um, let's start at the beginning. Dominic Calvert Lewin. Uh, he, he got the he got the opening goal. It was a great finish. Don't get me wrong, but let's talk about a bit of Arsenal defending. Set at the start pieces, of all. Mate. It's you know it's. It's been a problem for Arsenal for, I think, years. Cheers, yeah. Years and years. You're an Arsenal fan, you know, I don't need to tell you that. But I think they're sleeping. You know, one of the main things you do when you come out to the start of a, a you know, we do it on Sundays and Saturdays. Mm. But, you know, if you're a professional, you come out and you can't be that half asleep. Yeah. I think David, was it David Louis was supposed to be picking up his well, man? Well, it starts earlier than that for me. Yeah. It starts with Kalazanach because it looks yeah. like the, the, the defensive line were told to keep their line outside the box, a real high line, yeah. and it was working. And Yerry Mina made the run. And the whole of the Arsenal back four stayed where they were, ex- excluding Kalazanac, so cool. who followed his man and then allowed for everybody from from Everton to walk forward, pre- technically, by a good six, seven, eight yards. So that was poor from Kalazanac. You could say it's lacking a bit of match, match sharpness because he's just coming back, but he still would have trained. And you still would have been told you they're are ba- not leading that line. They're basics. They're just that's just basics. Mm. At the end of the day, conceding a free kick that early in the game, what was it? Twenty five seconds in. Yeah, you know, less than that. And yeah. then yeah. like you know, Everton. The goal not, went in at forty six seconds. They're not a barn. They're not a barnstorming team. They look a lot better under Ancelotti. Oh, 100 percent. And in terms of what are Everton, if Everton win this game, I you know I still think they're you know barring obviously their next run of games, what is seven in the next nine, are 
They play against teams, yeah, in the top seven, yeah, which is obviously awful for them because, but they've put themselves in a position where they're there or thereabouts. They're mm-hmm. going to be a thorn in the side of a lot of those teams now. Barring, so I think they've only lost against Man City, Liverpool, where they lost to the kids in the, yeah. in, the in the League Cup. I see it's Ancelotti's taken over. Ancelotti's taken yeah, yeah, over, yeah. and obviously Arsenal yesterday. Arsenal much improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everton, like you know, if you watch the game that Arsenal played against Everton, where Ancelotti and Arteta literally took over, was it nil nil? Was it one one? It was a really, it was a really poor draw. And it was nil nil. It was awful. Yeah, it awful was awful. Game football. And you see the difference both of these teams have made. Calvert Lewin looks like you know he's already having a great season, but he looks. He's, like a... he's in for an English shout. I think he, he generally deserves it. Thing is, if Everton had won this game, they would have been two points. Uh, behind Tottenham they're still in the yeah. conversation so I they, still, yeah, yeah they, they, they might be 11th in the league but there's only 10 points separating 5th and 14th and 5th is obviously now a huge incentive I, I genuinely mm-hmm. believe Man City will be banned for at least one season I think they'll be banned for a year if they want to ban them for two yeah I think they'll be banned for a year but we'll talk about Man City in a moment yeah. and the equaliser came because uh, Kalazanac he got injured. Uh, he's gone. He's gone up for a header. He's fallen down. He's, it looks like he's dislocated his shoulder. And so Saka, the boy Boyako Saka, has come off the bench. Boy wonder. He, he, what a brilliant player! You know, he's he's what, what, 14, How 14 much did he goals cost and assists. Well, it's from the kids and that's the point yeah, exactly. Aaron Wan-Bazaka people talk about him all year and how great he is defensively and you know how good he is going forward obviously we don't need to talk about Trent he's, he's the best in the world mm. but you know Saka he's he's, he's got three assists this year ha, now ha, uh, uh, no in the league oh in the league three yeah nine, yeah. nine in all comps he's scored three goals yeah. as well um, he is the boy wonder he is he's, he's from Hayland Academy you know him and to set up in Ketia, which you know all about, Adam. You know, do you know what I mean? So just get on, just get on the last man, and he get... puts the ball in a perfect spot. But it, you know, it's yeah. just, and to to move forward into Arsenal's, you know, where they took the lead, and Everton came out sleeping. We talk about teams being asleep. You know, Everton come come out sleeping. Arsenal come out fired up, ready to go. Mm. Ball comes in on a plate. Yeah, for an Obama Young header. You know, you can't ask for much more than that. Looked, oh, I was worried that he was offside. I did get a bit panicky, I'm not going to lie. You panic but every was, time these days. But, um, but there it was, 3-2 Arsenal. And yeah, Arsenal, uh, league position-wise, don't look great, but they're, they're back within the shout. But once again, they're back on Everton. They might be in 11th place, but they're only five points shy of the team in fifth. Yeah. And that team in fifth is Manchester United. Actually, four um, points, 37 and 41. Oh, there you go. So there you go. So Manchester United, um, they won yesterday as well, three 0 against Watford. Uh, the opening goal came from Bruno um, from the spot. Um, then it was Martial who scored, and then Mason Greenwood. The first goal came from a penalty. Ben Foster took out Bruno Fernandez. Any arguments on that? No, absolutely not. I don't think. I think. I think the defenders tried to have a little bit of a moan about it, but even even Ben Foster was like, mm, yeah. We all know it was a foul. Uh, I did that. Um, hop, skip and pen. I'll, I'll, I'll put... What do you think of his style going out towards it? Jorginho does it. Mm. You know, if, Are you a fan of it? No. I, I, I think anyone that doesn't absolutely rifle that ball as hard as they can in that small contained area to score a goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of rolling penalties. Leeds have missed a few this year and it's cost us points. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know... I've never missed a competitive penalty in my life. I've missed hundreds in training. Yeah. But that's what you train for. Like, you know, it's gonna go right. When it look when it goes right, it looks great. Rooney took a penalty for Derby in the week and yeah. he penenkered it while he was being, you know, Knockout was trying to put him off. Yeah. And everyone's sort of like laughing as like, who the hell is Anthony Knockout to Wayne Rooney? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and he penenkers the penalty and it always makes you a bit nervous because if it goes wrong it looks awful. Oh. But at God, the end of the yeah. day, I don't want to take away from Man United's win. You know, I'm gonna cover this up for just one second. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a football fan. As well as a Leeds fan, if you're not beating Norwich three 0 there's a problem. As Man United, Watford, um, Watford. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about Norwich in a minute. No, no, well. sorry, yeah, no, about that. <laughs> no, so that's the point. So if you're not, you know, Watford, they've been on a great run of form. I've actually said they'll be out of that, you know, problem area going forward. But at the end of the day, like you know, Watford, Watford have been poor mm. for ninety five percent of this season and have looked like they're going down. So as far as I'm concerned, you know Norwich. And At least Norwich have played some entertaining football. Watford haven't done that. No, Watford. Watford are getting the job done with Pearson, mm. but you know their little their 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 great run has it looked like it's you know, coming to a bit of a halt now, and they need to find something in the in the remaining few games to obviously find their way out of trouble because they are they're, they're languishing, you know. But then again, they are only four points away from Brighton. You know, on twenty eight points in fifteenth. So it's uh, yeah, properly that's what I mean. Now. So like that that position where you know. Uh, where Brighton are, 
as silly as it sounds, a run of a run of form for them could get them seventh spot. Crazy. And it might even be eighth spot, which gets the um, gets the Europa League position because Ooh. of Man City's situation. They're all backed up. It's 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 crazy. Um, Watford did think they got an equaliser with Troy Deeney um, being able to bundle it in at the far post from a corner. But it was ruled off for for VAR. Would have plenty VAR situations that we're going to be talking about today. Which it does my head in. We want to talk about football, but we can't talk about the football because VAR is getting in the way. Such of a big part. What of we want now. to chat about? It's so annoying. Um, Dawson touches his arm. It's comes over two defenders and it hits him on the top of the arm, um, muscle above the bicep. So not on the bicep or anywhere. It's right on that sort of shoulder muscle here. Yeah, and. I, you know, to to bleed into the Man City game, you know, De Bruyne puts his hands up to protect his face and it's not given as handball yet. Pratt's is given as handball. You know, that's given as handball. He doesn't, he can't see it. He can't adjust his body movement when he's falling over. Mm. So it rattles off the top of his arm. For me, it hits the top of his shoulder. Well, not the top of his shoulder, but it hits his shoulder. Yeah. You know, just like um, for the purpose of the podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> his shoulder. <laughs> Simple as that. For me, really. if he if he move, if he moves his arm in the direction of the goal and the ball goes off that part of the arm and into the goal, then yeah, that's handball. Yeah. But he's falling because yeah. he, you know he's he's fifty fifty with another player. He's falling. The ball the ball cannons off of him over the top of two players. I believe he, I think Maguire may have flicked it, mm. and it comes off the top of his arm. You know, Deeney rattles it in, and then everyone suddenly is you know. Obviously, it goes to VAR and they rule it out. And, it, it, you know, VAR, we talk about it every week and we hate it. Like, And you know, and this is only the first game we're talking about it because there's, 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 there's a lot. We don't want to spend too much time on each individual case because we could be here all day. But, you know, I can sit there all day and say, you know, it's not it's not handball. Man United fans will sit there and say, it is handball. And then there'll be neutrals that say it is or it isn't. And that's fine. But, you know... It, you then it has to. I just think they need the sooner they bring in pitch side monitors and the referee can make a decision and the referee can take ownership of that. And that's, referee, like, that's the thing. I think the referees need to take ownership of VAR situation. It happens everywhere around Europe, everywhere around the world. Yeah, just not in the Premier League. No. And it's 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 beyond. It's getting beyond a joke. Um, Man United did take the um, double their lead. Mm. Um, I'll let you talk about that. We were both in the same pub. So we were both there on separate. Tables. <laughs> Separate tables, eating a roast. Having an absolutely banging roast dinner for yeah. the Market Tavern in Northampton. Wow. Absolutely phenomenal. What uh, a roast We're not sponsored by them, but we're going to say... No, but we have to talk about it. How good it was. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was uh, watching the game um, somehow, uh, and I uh, shouted across the room, and I, I think I just shouted the word, Gav! Gav! Gav, uh, I, I, sc- I sc- scurried, scurried on over. Uh, most of the people were just staring at us. It's not often I, I lord a Man United goal. Martial, yeah. oh my word. Uh, it was... And Tony. Absolute just... toes. It was when we were explaining the goal to the boys when we got to the melee, to yeah. the male coach, and they and you come up to me and you said, Gav, describe it in three words. And I said, Tony, Martial, yeah, and that's the only way of putting it. That's just pure. That's just pure skill. It's, it's, it's audacious. Yeah. It's, it, for me, as a, as a striker, I just appreciate the level of skill that that takes to do that. Mm. You know, the finish as well as the you know the toes to send the player the wrong way to yeah. make himself that tiny little bit of space to finish. It's a great goal. Yeah, and I and I say you know Man United they have to be beating a team like Watford if they want to be serious. Like they're in fifth place now, but they're you know they're they're three points behind. You know, if Chelsea lose that game to Tottenham, you know. It's even tighter, mm-hmm. you know. It's but obviously, you know, Chelsea went out and won. But Man United, are, <clears throat> they're right. They're right there now. You know, I, I can sit there and say they're having a poor season. There's been talk of Oli getting sacked all season. All long. season. But at the end of the day, you know, if they achieve Champions League football, they've 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 that's a hell of. They've gone they've gone above and beyond what the expectation was Massively. based on what's happening with the teams around them. You know, um, the third goal came from Mason Greenwood. It was a lovely counter attack anyway, and he's found he's found Bruno Fernandez, who's then fed it back to him. And uh, what a strike Brilliant. to make it 3-0. But I want to talk about Bruno Fernandes because a lot of United fans are getting mad excited about it. And if I'm honest, everyone knows I'm not a United fan at all, but I'm watching him and I'm thinking, this guy's a little bit good. And we all know he's good anyway. We've all seen him when he was when he's been wearing a Portuguese shirt. We've seen him when he was at Sporting. But it's, can you make that adjustment? Now, Man United could have signed him in the summer. Uh, some are gone. So, where would United been if they had signed him in August? And what impact can he have with him being there, being there now? Because I think I think he's he's got all the minerals to be a Manchester United legend in the years to come. 
it's it's a hard one because he's only played he's only played a, a few games. I think the problem is is that people you know I heard it all day yesterday that obviously the fans were going crazy saying oh you know he's this he's that he's the other, but at the end of the day, for me, it's it's too early to tell the influence he's having. Man United, by traditional standards, you know, are expected to go out and beat Watford. So, realist Man United fans that I've spoken to, you know, mm. yesterday, are saying, you know, we're not going to get carried away. Yeah, we're in fifth. Teams around us are dropping points, like you know, Sheffield dropping points. It's crazy that we're comparing them to Man United, but Sheffield, <laughs> no. Sheffield dropping, you know, Sheffield dropping points. And yeah, but you got to look at how, like, you know, the uh, the Man United game where they drew uh, was nil nil in the end with Wolves a couple yeah. of weeks back. That was his debut, and he bossed that game. And Wolves are, you know, we should not take anything away from Portugal what Wolves. Wolverhampton Wolves are. Portugal Wolves. Portugal Wolves. So he knows after that's there. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, he's made three appearances. He's got a goal and two assists. Man United also have two clean sheets in those three appearances. Yeah. Which is, that's that's a big indication. And, you know, Man United is spending all the money on Wan-Bissaka and Maguire in the summer. Mm. A lot of the issues have come from defence, obviously. Like, you know, Smalling went out. Phil Jones is still there somehow. Somehow. Um, how is he still a footballer? No disrespect. Um, but at the end of the day, like again, it is too early to do. I, I think real Man United, realist Man United fans wouldn't say, you know, oh yeah, you know, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get in the Champions League. We're gonna, we're coming back. We're back to what we used to be. You know, Man United are back. Settle. At the end of the day, you like if they achieve Champions League football this year, that sounds awful to say because it's Manchester United, but it's you know that's a hell of an achievement given the setbacks that they've had. Mm. You know, obviously we don't need to talk about Paul Pogba. Like we we speak about it all the time, but you know, missing you know their best players, you know, mm. for periods of time like Rashford, you know, is clearly their best striker. Mm. You know, he's out. Obviously, it's funny on... you mentioned Pogba actually because Pogba, who with all these injuries and stuff, yeah, um, Andre Gomez was playing for for Everton. Yeah, three and a half months after a career defining injury. It's crazy, and it's... you know, where, where's Pogba? Pogba, all these soft tissue injuries all these the, the bouts of illness yet is out throwing shapes at parties and stuff constantly going so like where, where do you think Pogba is at I'd be surprised if he plays again this season I mm. think Solskjaer would just be happy to just have him not in the camp I don't think that he wants to be there this is obviously just a tactic to force a move mm. we're not in the days of Alex Ferguson so I'm not going to say Ferguson would have done this Ferguson would have done that but I think what Man United need to do is when Pogba goes is have a ban on players coming in that are represented by Raiola. Yeah. And, I, and that sounds crazy because he, he represents some of the top players in the world. However, as a club... He is the powerhouse of, of, if, uh, if of clubs, agents. If clubs took that stance, at the end of the day, an agent is employed by the player. Yeah. If those players want to make that choice and be employed by a man who uses those tactics, because Raiola gets a payday yeah. every time a player moves. It's in his best interest to move a player on yeah, and course. to cause friction and to cause problems. At the end of the day, it's about the player. It's not got anything to do Whatsoever, it's got it's not got anything to do with, you know, what a player is, you know, doing in his career or how good a player is. In the end of the day, he represents Jesse Lingard now. Yeah. Like obviously, yeah. Lingard's not going to be at Manchester United next year. I'll be, no, he'll probably he'll probably go restart with Berry. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think I just don't think it's fair that uh, I I just don't think it's fair that a player like Paul Pogba or Paul Pogba's talent is being used as a make weight. And obviously, Pogba, if Pogba's you know weak enough to be manipulated by Raiola. And put himself in this position, and that's his problem. But he he plays for Manchester United. Yeah, they're his employer. They pay his wages. If he's not turning up, and if there's not actually a serious problem, it would, you know, if, if he's been to their doctors, or whatever, then they have to be docking wages. It's not fair. Why should all the other mm. players be, you know, busting a gut and working as hard as they do? Yeah. And he's again, he's out of parties, and he's out doing this or doing that, or you know, globe trotting or doing commercials and things like that. It's not fair. It's not. It, that's if I, you know, as a, as, you it's know, not very good from a professional point of view. You're a professional footballer. If one of your players, if one of your, your players club, was doing that, yeah. yeah, if one of your, your supposedly your best player, your most, your most expensive signing of all time was doing that, you'd be absolutely livid. Mm. Like you wouldn't want to see him in the shirt again. I've always said it as a, as a, as a Leeds player and as a, as a Leeds fan. Like if a player doesn't want to play for the shirt, we don't want you. Then go. I don't think it's a Leeds a Leeds situation. I think it is a, a genuine thing as fans of any club. If you can't. If you can't represent the shirt that you play for, then you do not deserve to be a part of the club. Pogba's made yeah. seven appearances this season, two assists. That's not. It's not good enough. Don't tell me he's one of the best players in the world. 
know. But he is though. If you stick him in no, a blue I've seen shirt, it. I've, you know it as yeah, well. No, yeah, I've seen you it. See, you know, I've seen, seen what a blue shirt. I've seen what Pogba can do. But I've also seen what Ozil can do. I'm not sitting there saying that Pogba's any better than Ozil. But on Ozil, on his day, is one of the best players in the world. Well, for me, I would always say that Ozil is one of those sort of players that if you're playing against a lesser. Uh, side in the Premier League, someone who likes to be expansive, so not like a Burnley, because Burnley like they're, they're rigid, they're four four two, they'll go out and chop people. But let's say someone like a like a Southampton, like a Villa, you know, someone who's sort of like down there at the bottom. Want to win the game, but um, they play expansive football. Urtzil is key in those games because he looks like an absolute world beater. Pogba's done those sort of things. Like for instance, look at the World Cup a couple of years back, the final. He turned up yeah, in that game. And that's the, the final of the and world. At the end of the Cup. day, he knows how to turn up on the big games and the big situations, and he won't. He, he won't. He won't ever mess that up. He's always there for it. What I don't like about the whole Pogba thing is the way that Man United use him. I think Man United use him in the wrong way. When he was at Juventus, he would play in the hole. Then, then, no, then it's not Man United. A, it's Oli. Then that's no, no, what no, no, no. It's been a Man United thing for a while because it was prior to that, like when when they had like Moyes, when they had um, Van Hal, when Fellaini was there, and Fellaini, Fellaini was a CDM when they bought him. Oh, no, no, when they bought him, sorry, when um, his penultimate year at Everton, he was a CDM, and then he started playing in behind, and he looked amazing. How good was Fellaini in that last season at Everton? He scored a few headers. He scored a load of headers. He was controlling games. He weren't getting yellow cards and red cards all the time. And he was controlling games. So therefore, when they signed him, use him to his strength. Don't play him in, in like a 4-2-3-1 and then have him as part of the two. Use, whatever players you get, use them to their strengths. England have done it for years. The reality, well. the reality, use reality it like square pegs and round holes. The reality of it is this: is that Fernandez is his replacement. And at the end of the day, if he continues with the performances that he has done, then I think Man United fans would be very happy see, because I, I can don't see, think I can see them playing together and working. I don't think Pogba will return in a Man United. Show. I don't think he will either. No. So I, I think I think I think. But yeah. I, could, I, 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 on the whole, I could see them. The pair of them working together, it, it could do something. Um, Wolves, let's talk about Wolves very briefly, um, sort of briefly. We did a little poll during the week, actually. We did. Um, because there's a lot of people talking about Wolves. They absolutely battered Espanyol. Yes, Espanyol are bottom of the league in Spain. But Wolves didn't care about that. They went out there, they played their game. Did their job. And they, and they won and they battered them. It's 4-0. Diego Yota, um, uh, Diego Yota he, he bagged a hat-trick. He bagged two at the weekend. Excuse me. Are Wolves up there with the favourites? Aren't they favourites to win the Europa League? According to seventy, according to seventy-six percent of the fans, they say no. Uh, yeah, the only other team I could see really being better than them. There are a lot of big teams in the Europa League this year, but Inter. Oh. I think if, but I think they'll beat Inter. I live in a world where I've seen Fulham and Middlesbrough reach reach the UEFA Cup and Europa League final well, Europa League final yeah. um, you know if they get there on their day they'll go toe to toe with anybody Inter aren't going to go out and just play their game and you know play their game and absolutely batter Wolves you know if, if they both get to the final mm. you know if they don't meet each other on the, the way draw, yeah, at the end of the day like, Inter, would have, Inter would have things to think about because you know the way that you know Neves, you know patrols the midfield in the games. Obviously, What's like a strike him, the way, by the way, brilliant. Uh, Jimenez is Jimenez is having a great season. He's a fantastic. He's been coveted by a lot of top top team yeah, yeah, yeah. in Europe. Obviously, like you know, Dendonka's another great player defensively. Oh, yeah. Well, he was he was touted to go to many a club. Raul were looking at him in Barcelona. Were looking yeah. at him in PSG. Were looking it looks at like him. he's realising you know, a bit of that potential. Yeah, you know, Wolves like Yotta obviously like bagging him with the goals like all over the shop these mm. days. You know, Wolves at the minute. <clears throat> With with the run that they've got coming up, I, I'm I'm going to argue that that fourth place, fifth place, because I don't think I know Chelsea beat Tottenham in the weekend, but I don't think fourth place is necessarily done. No, I don't let, think let, alone, let alone fifth. So mm. I think there's a long, long way to go in the season yet. Like it's 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 hard to say what's going to happen with Wolves because at the start of the season we were talking about them potentially having a cursed relegation season. You know, well it was one of those. It was going to go one of two ways for Wolves. I think at the beginning of the season when we looked at it, it was either they're going to be up there with that, what we were saying at the beginning of the season, Everton, Leicester, you know, Watford, because Watford had a good season last yeah. year. What One of these teams are going to start challenging the big boys or are they going to have that that, that that season syndrome where they end up going down mm. and they have just taken the ball by the They started off very, very weak, but they, they, at the end of the day, they stuck the season. 
in the middle of Jan- uh, middle of July, didn't they? And then they had to like go through all those Europa League qualification games. They had a weak start, and then they went on the eleven game and beaten run. It can any this season goes to prove that in the Premier League, any, nothing is done until it's done. That mm. middle again, you know, we're talking about that that middle section of the table, you know, from Manchester United down to Newcastle, you know, mm. in, you know fifth to fourteenth again, ten points. That's crazy. You know, if Watford win five out of the next six or seven games, uh, not Watford, uh, Brighton, for example, you know, Brighton will be, you know, in the in the mid in the mid well, forty this points. Is, this is the thing, and like um, before we actually go into the depths of the uh, the Wolves game and the Wolves Norwich game. This sort of stuff happens in the championship every single season. There's a team that's always always like 14th, 13th, 12th that are 10, 11, 12 points behind out of the the playoff positions. At this time of the year, they go on a bounce. I remember, I think it was the last time Reading um, got into the the Premier League. It was was February and they were like 16 points shy. They were were closer to relegation than they were to promotion and they just went on an absolute monster run. Fulham did it with Brighton did it. With Leeds. So when Mm. we had Gary Monk the season, we came seventh and we were embedded in the playoffs all season, Mm. like fighting to come. Hopefully first or second didn't happen. Um, Fulham went on a run between February and the end of the season where I think they only lost two or three games. Yeah. And they pipped us to sixth place. Mm. They didn't get promoted. They got promoted the next year. Yeah. And, uh, but like, they were but there. Yeah. And that's what... It's, but, you know, it's, it's the, getting that momentum. It's, it's, that a, it's, a league, it's a League One championship thing that happens all the time. But at the, at the minute, like, you know, Southampton, we were talking about them potentially getting relegated. Like, you know, they're... they're they're only. They're all right now. They're, they're all right now. They're okay, they're only yeah. three points behind Arsenal. I'll tell you what. Let's 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 get that Wolves game done, and then I want to talk about Southampton Villa anyway. Um, to be honest, well, we have to talk about all of them. Yeah, don't we? Um, but, uh, Diego Yota, five goals in two games now. Um, he he, the, the movement for the first goal was brilliant. You know, there he was. You know, sort of playing like the fox on the box in the second one, uh, and then he should have got a hat trick. He really should have got a hat trick. Two hat tricks in in like three days that would have been. But it hit the post and uh, and uh, and Raúl Jiménez was there to slot it at home to make it three 0 Norwich, it's so it's such a shame about Norwich, isn't it? Because they played some really nice football, but they're they're done now. They're finished. Oh, they're finished. They're they're they're, they're, they're seven points behind. It. There's eleven games to go. I don't. <clears throat> you know, I, I said about my five. I still think. Watford have the potential to come out of there. I still think Watford have the squad to get them out of trouble. I, Watford I, have definitely got the squad to do it. Yeah. Have they got the mentality I've still to do said, it and I've the st- I've still said that it. Brighton, Bournemouth, Villa and you know, West Ham are, you know, the th- that they're the teams directly above them. I still think they are weaker than what Watford have got. Watford have had a you know a couple of games like, you know, obviously they come up against a much improved Manchester United. Mm. Like they've had a they've had a couple of poor games. Um I still think Watford are going to be okay. I'd I'd, I'd put money on them surviving. I, I still think between, I think Brighton will be all right. I still think between Bournemouth, Villa, and West Ham they're down, but Norwich, are, Norwich. Are right, down. Villa, Villa are in in dangerous trouble. Yeah. They're they're in trouble. They lost two 0 away to Southampton. They never got going. They really didn't get going. Uh, the first goal um, was from uh, from Shane Long, and it sort of came off his of his mid, uh, nether regions. Uh, to get it in, so uh, Gary Neville, uh, not Gary Neville, Gary Lineker has put a little tweet out uh, about how uh, that goal was scored. I'll, I'll retweet it later on today. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Geneva outside peg finds Shane Long, bang one nil. Um, Southampton full control the whole game, um, and the final, the the the, the, the like the the, the <laughs> do you want to speak, Gab? The the goal that you know put the nail in the coffin. That's what I was trying to get out. Um, was from Armstrong in the end. It was a counter-attack. It was a corner from Villa. They did everything they could. They got Rainer up there trying to get, trying to, like, you know, score from a corner. But then he was left in no man's land. Rainer's proved the point here. A lot of people said this, that Liverpool sold him prematurely. You know, particularly to bring in a keeper, like, you know, like like Mignolet and Carrius. Rainer come back to the Premier League and he's actually shored up the ship a little bit at Villa, but it still doesn't mean that they're going to survive. We had a chat about this on the show last week and we also spoke about it on the way back from our interview with Pascal Chimbonda. Just mm. throw that one in there. Um, Rainer, was he all that? Yeah. I think he was. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't <coughs> think he was. Yeah, he got three golden gloves a lot in the spin. But the golden glove is only for the number of clean sheets, not for the number of goals conceded. So everyone needs to remember that as well, right? But yeah, he kept clean sheets and it weren't the greatest Liverpool defence. But the mistakes that he was making and he used to make mistakes on name me three, name, name me three high profile mistakes that he made. 
Uh, well, I could name you three against Arsenal. Name me. Let alone. Let alone anything else. I could. You, there's, I one could against, there's one against Blackburn. Get, there's one against Blackburn that I remember. I'm not going to get drawn into this gap because if you, I'll come back next week and I'll show you mistakes, high profile mistakes of every guy. Hey, look, we could do that. It's, but if you look at. I still. It's like Petr Cech went in his, in his pomp. He's come in. Didn't this, make mistakes like that. He's come in um, this season. In the Premier League, we're talking about Premier League mistakes. Never won ever right? won the Premier League in that era. Correct. Um, <laughs> I do love that. Um, but they're going to win the Premier League now so we all know this anyway but Schmeichel didn't make like I was having an argument with, with Ed who does the, the football show and is part of the We Are The Fans TV he's a Liverpool fan so he's probably a bit blinkered I think he went Czech first and then went Rainer second and I was like no, you're silly. mad like because it's, it's Schmeichel number one I'm not gonna, number two look, for me not what I'm saying go. I'm not gonna everyone's, got, everyone's got opinions let's not get drawn into this I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and be like you know Rain is this Rain is that he's, I'm, what I'm saying is he's steadied the ship at Villa he's not in the top five goalkeepers you know, in the Premier in League, Premier League, League of, of, that's of, all I needed to hear that's I'm fine that's saying, fine we I'm can crack he's on in and he the ship. That, no that's fine that's all what I needed to hear so <laughs> the main point about this is you know this. You know, no disrespect to Villa or Southampton but it's one of them dead Games that no one really cares. No, about. but no, but it's but, no, it's a big game because it's got ramifications. What's going on? Downstairs. Let me talk about the ramifications about what happens to Villa if they get relegated. They're in big trouble because they the, spent too much money. They've spent too much money. If they go, they'll get cherry picked. The players that are playing for them, some of them are too good for the championship. So you know, a vast majority of them are. Hundred percent. So, so like, we, let's go defensively. Um, Mings to go championship. Have, I would have loved Mings at Leeds. Hauser, he, he's brilliant. Yeah. Like it's just come through. No one knew that. Consa. Yeah. They that and Consa, they could they could play for Premier League sides. Yeah. You know, and you could argue that if just say if one of those two was playing alongside a Van Dyke or alongside uh a Laporte, they could then become big Premier League players. Mings could go into any defence and lead the defence with somebody else, in my opinion. Massively. Easily. Um Wing-backs, wise, nah. But in the midfield, McGinn. McGinn won't be there next He's not a Premier League player. He's a Premier League player. Grealish is a Premier League player. This is the point. Harahan, there's a lot of bull, a bull about Harahan. You know, I think he's a Premier League player. But the point is, it's, it was the same thing with Leeds when Leeds got relegated. Leeds had, a, you know, still had a very good Premier League squad. We still had the majority of the squad that we had when we, you know, when we were in Europe like a season and a half before, mm. and all this, you know, we were go, it was going horribly wrong surviving like relegation on the last game of the season in two thousand and three. Mm. Like if Villa, you know, obviously now these days when you go back down into the Championship because of the level of competitiveness down there, you know, it's not cut and dry. Stoke, no, 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 you know, Stoke. Well, that, Stoke, they, they know I'll be playing League One football next year, and this is the point. Not been able to get out. Start last season they went in as a ferret's Gary Rowett mate, you know Calvin Phillips was on a panel with all you know these other managers and players and things like that and Gary Rowett we, we, we started the season against Stoke and Gary Rowett said oh well maybe they've not seen the bookmakers odds and Calvin Phillips just laughed it off because obviously he knew what was about to happen you know obviously people laugh say, oh well, Leeds didn't get really good that season anyway but we went out we went to Stoke and we absolutely pulled their pants down yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day like it's so competitive down there but those players are not they're not going to stay there when the money incentive, and that's the incentive, mm. is in the Premier League. McGinn is, you know, he, you know, he's, he's had a, he's had a bad injury. He's been out for injury, yeah, but he'll be back. Greedish, Greedish will go to the Euros of England. I'm confident of that. He needs, and to he go should to the go. Euros. And Whether he will or not, I'm not sure. He'll get a big contract somewhere. It, looking like it'll be Manchester United. I'd love it if he went abroad. I'd love it because I, I really enjoy. Well, there's talk of Ramsey coming home. Excuse me. There is. Mm. Don't, don't because like, let's move on. It, it's, it's, it's pre-watershed when the show's on, and I don't want to. Don't want to show any stuff. Uh, but not, um, Villa have got Man City next weekend in the Europa League. In the Europa League? In the Premier League. <laughs> in, not even the Premier League. Oh, the League Cup final. League Cup. Yeah. Um, but um, Villa could be playing in the Europa League if they win that game. That's what I was trying to get at. So they, you know, if they do go down, you know, it's a bit Birmingham, a bit Wigany, you know. But from, no team's ever too good to go down. No team is too good to go down. But I look at Villa's team and the way they play football, they are a Premier League side, but they're only a Premier League side 80 minutes of a game. This weekend was, was a write-off. A lot of the teams that go up, it's... I, I said this about Bielsa, you know, I keep referencing Leeds, sorry. But, you know, if, Leeds, okay. if Leeds go up, Bielsa will be remembered forever. Yeah. As obviously being the manager that did it, he got us, you know, he, he took us where we needed to be. And he's overachieving. Back to the, the promise, 
a bigger achievement by Bielsa will be is if he stays and he keeps us up next year. I'm not sitting there being like, oh, Leeds are back, we're going to get back into Europe and we're going to do what Wolves have done or we're going to do what Sheffield have done. Like, you know, Sheffield is the benchmark. Sheffield obviously. United, absolutely However, beautiful. you know, Sheffield, it's, you know, this will be forgotten about if they're going to get relegated next season. Yeah. If Leeds go up and we go to straight back down, there's no point. It's yeah. the same thing with Villa. You know, Villa of Villa came up after all that stuff that like beat Derby in the player final last year. You know, mm-hmm. oh, Villa are home, they're back where they belong. You know, everyone wants to see a club like Aston Villa in the Premier League. At the end of the day, you know, it's not about that. You know, you got arguably you could have said, you know, they could have gone and got Sam Allardyce in and kept them up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a great track record with doing things like that. And I have no doubt in my mind that Sam Allardyce with players like Tyrone Mings, a goalkeeper like a Pepe Reina, mm-hmm. would have been able to achieve something like that. Yeah. But I'm not saying and I'm not I'm not for one second calling in you know the management at Aston Villa and saying like oh well, that's the reason that they're in the no position. no of course not no, no. it's so competitive I, it's also league. it's also like the level of skill that the players not necessarily skill but like the physicality that mm. they have as well because how they've, 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 I think it's 17 points that they've dropped from winning positions this season yeah. and those winning positions have been in like the 80th minute yeah. you know no no Watford are on 17 on 17 points from winning positions uh, Villa are on 16 or 15 and Arsenal are 13 yeah. from winning positions so imagine if you flip those points around and see where they would be from winning positions oh, you know, 13 so points Arsenal is well exactly it's ridiculous um, so City yeah they won 1-0 away to Leicester so City are pretty much nailed on for second spot now and I would say that Leicester they're alright for third I'm sure they'll be fine um, the goal came from Jesus who came off the bench to score but there was a lot of stuff that was happening before that so the penalty well let's talk about prior to that the we're, Kevin we're De Bruyne about, we're, about to get, we're, get, we're about to get into all of some VAR stuff which is which is annoying because um, yeah it's probably going to take some time let's, not, let's so, not spend too long on it KDB is that a pen again pitch side monitors the referee can make a decision for himself he puts his hand up to protect his face you know, we're talking about heading in football. Mm. Like at the end of the day, like you know, he's, he, he can use his head. He puts his hand. If you know, I can see why they've not given it, but I don't see why they've not given that and then they're given the Pratt one. Yeah, so Pratt's yeah, Dennis, Dennis Pratt, uh, Pratt is 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 then technically given away a penalty. He's not he's not made any attempt to clear the ball with his arms. No, so he's turned therefore his back. it's it's an accidental situation. He's and... turned his back. If arguably his arms out for balance, you know, it's again it's an arguable one. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting. But if it's arguable, I then think- would you not favour the on-field decision, so to speak? A bit like how they do in NFL, how they do in rugby. I just think the referee. They're doing cricket. I think you could, you know, you don't need a team of five people sat in a room in God knows wherever making a decision for you. You know, you need one person, even potentially in the stadium, sitting there saying. Right, there's a decision that you need to overlook here. Go to the pitch side monitor and we'll watch it through together. Two people, the referee and the guy upstairs, maybe even the fourth official. I think what they should do is have five officials on the game. and the, But that other official isn't at Stockley Park. They are there at the game. This is so it. The fourth, like, so you've got your referee in the middle of the park doing his stuff. You've got two assistant referees. That's fine. Keep them there. Then you've got your fourth official looking after the benches, doing all the substitutions as they are, and the fifth official. Rather than remember back in the, um, back in like uh, say in the day, a couple of years back, That's so they used to have the yeah. yeah beyond the goal. Yeah. They, they're unnecessary. Yeah. Have one of those. That's because goal technology came in though. Yeah, but have one of those on the on the on the monitor and being like right okay because they're all mic'd up. They're all linked in. It's a, it's, a, it's a constant constant feed as well. You don't have to press any buttons. The fourth official can hear everything. But if they want to talk, they have to press a button in order to communicate. So then just be like, right, okay, I've just seen that. Um, I think you should look at that again. Mm. That's all you're saying. You're not saying, I'm giving a pen for that. You're saying, I think you should look at that again. And if the referee's that adamant in their head, you know, not in an arrogant way. The referee but, gets the final say. But they've, they've, seen, they've seen what's happened. It's like, yeah, I saw Kevin De Bruyne put his hands up towards his face. He's protecting his face. End of story. I'm not going back. Yeah, that's fine. I can live with that. I can live with that. But if they're saying, uh, if, if if the fifth official is going back and saying, mm, you should look at that, and it's like referee is like, oh, what's that for? Oh yeah, because it looks like Kevin De Bruyne has moved his hands in his like towards his face to block it. It's like okay, well I'll look at that again. Referee, so the referee so still got full control. We've gone over this so many times, and, and different situations that have occurred over the season have obviously made people slightly change their opinions on how things should be done. You know. 
definitively, and I've said this, is that you know I would love to see some sort of a challenge system if yeah, something yeah. has been if something has been missed. Mm-hmm. You know, if it you've got to put a time limit on it. Yeah, you can't be you can't. No, Giroud scored a perfectly good goal this weekend, and it, you know it, yeah. it, it was it was given, but it was we'll like why, are we, next, why yeah. are we even looking at this? Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. is it taking so long? Mm. I don't I don't want to do that. Like you know, the referee should have a pitch side monitor again, fifth official upstairs in the stadium with a monitor. Right, you I'm could be pitch a, side. Literally, you could, be, you could be stood there in front of the monitor. You could you could be you could be involved. In referee the game. comes over. Referee gets the final say, not based on anyone else's or anyone who may, you know in another in a, you know in another game they might be a superior, might be a younger referee, but that referee is trusted he's employed by the football association to make decisions in a game on the PGMOL to, yeah so to to protect the players and mm. to obviously officiate the game yeah. so he has the final say that's what I'm saying and then you know I, and I've said this for a long long time many years same as rugby might the referees are. might the refs I'm sick of it I think, I think that, that is something that's going to and be it's a frustrating long, long because we love football off. and it's distra- it's, dist- it's, it's, it's ruining our, Fo- our games ruining the, the problem is people are turning off yeah. There are people I know, like, you know, I've got a friend of mine lives in, in North Wales, um, like Bennett. He's stopped watching football. He's a Man United fan. He's an avid Man United fan. He's been a few times this season, mm. but he can't watch it on the telly because he can't get into it. Yeah. Every time he wants Probably to. Probably just go and watch local football, and like a lot of people are doing that at the moment. I'm sure he doesn't Pri- want to go and watch Prostatan Town. Well, what's wrong with Prostatan? Anyway, um, Pryor, his one was was given, so so City did get a penalty. Same thing. And they, they, they missed. They missed the penalty. Right for why, can't, why can't City. Score pens. It's, it's odd. It's, I think it's five out of the last seven they've missed. They've missed. That's yeah. insane. It's bad. Um, and then yeah, it was Aguero who missed it as well. So like, imagine how many goals Aguero would be on right now. Uh, let's go to the Chelsea game. Uh, it was a game that um, myself and the We Are The Fans TV boys were at this weekend. Chelsea 2, Tottenham 1. Um, Oli G gets, gets the opener. The second goal is from um, Marcos Alonso. What a beautiful passing move. Um Rudiger was then credited with the own goal towards the end of the game. Um, Ollie G is his first starting like since like nineteen eighty four, and he scores. So he scored seventy something Premier League goals for Arsenal. He scored goals for Chelsea at this level. Put some respect on his name. At the yeah. end of the day, he's a he's a pro- he scored over a hundred goals for Arsenal in all competitions. He's a proven goal scorer. Put him on. He does his job. He's like one in two and a half, one in three sort of I'm player as well. He's a ridiculous player. It's not even a debate. I'm sorry. Like he, he's gone in and he's done a job. It, you know, maybe we again we don't know personal things that go on behind the scenes and things like that. You know, maybe he doesn't mm. train well. Maybe he does this. Maybe he does that. At the end of the day, he's gone and he scored. He's done his job. And he and he had a really good game as well. He he was brilliant. Um, Chelsea went old school. Went three at the back. And when they go three at the back, Alonso plays in a left wing back position. How much better would be is he as a left wing back than a left back? He's He's fit and healthy enough to get forward and get back and cover defensively. And, you know, you ask him to do that job. Arguably, wing-backs are asked to do more in football these days physically than anybody else mm. is. They have to do a hell of a lot of running. Um, it, it, what a ball, you know. And he played yeah. a couple of them balls in the game. And, and, you know, simple runs from the strikers as well. It, like, I feel like Tottenham went out with a really negative shape. And well, obviously, they haven't that's, got a striker no, at the moment. And, and, and there's injuries that, that and is I, ruining them at the moment. And I get it, but like you've got to put trust in the players that are there. Bergwin's there. He's a striker. So look, he may not be a prolific striker. He may not be... He's not going to get you as many goals as Son and as Harry Kane. It's like, you know, no one out there is Harry Kane. Harry yeah. Kane, for me, one of the best... Because they have not have like done a situation for me where you almost like play Deli Alley as a false nine. Because like Deli Alley is not a striker. We all know this. But he's six foot four and he's big and he's quite strong. So why not use him as your focal point? You know, just get ball. Cause he's, that, 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 he's, he's very tall kid. Not he's very tall kid. I'm sure he's six four. Everyone's six four to me, but I'm pretty sure that Daddy Addy is six four. So if you, why don't you ping like if you if you are able to use him to bring people into the game, you could play him and two wingers and ping the ball into him, a bit like what they were how they were using um Lorente at six times. Two. Six two, six two, six four, same thing. Um, two inches and four inches. There's, there's not much difference, honestly. So That's then, what she said. Uh, exactly. Um, well, uh, but like, if you want to use him to hold a ball up, feed it because he's very good at holding the ball up. But he's not Oliver Giroud, who is one of the best. Wish they could have got. Hey, let's look at it like this. Uh, you know, top. If you go out negative in a negative, it's same thing with Man City. If you play negatively against Man City, it does not matter. You know. What you try and you you cannot stop them. Mm. They were you know and it, if West Ham go out tonight and play negatively against Liverpool, 
I still feel like Liverpool will score, but they won't score four. They'll score a goal and they'll be done with it. Man, I don't feel like West Ham can threaten Liverpool. No. If you do that against Man City, Man City will destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is the problem. It, they will still score three or four goals. Mm. Teams that have taken it to Man City have either beaten them or have run okay, them across yeah. this season. Yeah. Sheffield United is a perfect example of that. Fearless <clears throat> displays against Manchester City. Palace. Yeah, Palace. You know, mm. and gotten results. Norwich City. Norwich. Start the yeah, season. exactly. Yeah, Norwich massive and, and at the end of the day, you know, if you set up negatively the way that... and I, I don't want to criticise Mourinho because I'm a big Mourinho fan. I like Mourinho. I do love Mourinho. But like, you know, at the end of the day, he hasn't got a striker, a, a proper recognised striker. Well, they've got Troy Parrott. Yeah. Yeah, he's a kid, but... Just give him a chance. He's an actual. He's an. He's a natural striker. I've heard Matthew so Braithwaite was available. So oh, you know, it, it, let's not go into that. Should, at the end of the day, no, no, it, no, no, I'm not. I don't want to talk it's about it. It's, it's, it's a huge. It's a huge result for Chelsea. At the I didn't think day. about talking about it. And it's. It's, it's a huge, huge result for Chelsea at the end of the day. And obviously, like it creates that little buffer zone that they've got again. Right. However, if they go out and lose next week, and Man United win, Man United will go fourth. Exactly. Um, Lacelso. It's a red card. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I winced when I saw it in real time, and it was worse when I, I, you know, I drew everyone's attention to it in the pub. When yeah, I, we're, I watched that. Yeah, we were in um, Kona Kai across the road from Stamford Bridge at that point, um, and we were gobsmacked. I could, you could see the mark on, on his leg. I couldn't believe it. I just, you know, and then again, you know, the PGMLO. It, they, oh, they've, they've come out and said, "Oh, you won't face retrospective action." It was dealt. Yeah, because it was day. seen. Because it, it was seen. That's it, why. Yeah, that's it, why they can't do retrospective it, it action. Was, it was human error. Um, but at the end of the day, but it wasn't human error because the referee weren't given the permission to look on the on sky on on side monitor. No. Yeah, yeah, the pitch side monitor. Sorry, I think um, it, it, that's again. We talk about what officials do. They're, they're there to protect the players a lot of the time. Yeah, and at the end of the like at the end of the day. Well, no. Son, Son, Son got a red card for yeah. the challenge on... Uh, on Andrew Son Gomez. looked visibly sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aubameyang on yeah. Max Meyer in yeah. the Palace game. You know, this, there was malice in that. That was You awful. can see, the more replays you see, you see Lo Celso's face. Not even Tottenham... And he's, not, he's gone out and Not, not even Tottenham fans would turn around and say... That you know that was an accident or that was an intention. That was that was totally meant. Yeah. And it, you know I'm not going to sit and say, oh, Lascelles is a dirty player. Is this? Is that? You know, we've all been caught up in the heat at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, Rodrigo got caught in the heat of a moment this weekend for Real Madrid Castilla, and now he misses El Clasico next week because yeah. he celebrated in front of the goalkeeper. Yeah. We all get have them little moments where you just don't care, and then in retrospect you'll think, oh, what have I done here? Well done. But at the end of the, you know, <laughs> Tottenham weren't going to win that game. I think Tottenham were frustrated anyway. What do you, What are your thoughts on? On VAR coming out and Stockley Park saying, oh, we made a mistake on that. I would rather them say nothing. I agree. Just keep your mouth shut sometimes. Um, Sheffield United won, Brighton won. Um, Brighton, you know, they're, well, they're, they're 15th, are they not? Yes, yes. 28 points. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, Sheffield United, you know, that, that, that result has probably hurt them a little bit. And Deceiving's got the opener. And then Mopai with his first goal in about three months, just under three months. He needed that. Uh, with the equaliser. Um, and Stevens. What a strike. You expect it of, of Premier League level players. Yeah, but he's, he's not. This is the thing with Sheffield United. Not, no offence to Ender Stevens, but they're not Premier League. None of these boys are. should be Premier League regulars. We've said not it. In a, and this is We've no disrespect it. to Sheffield United. This is going out to say, basically, what Chrissy Wilder is doing is absolutely incredible. We say it every week and it's worthy of a mention every single week as well. But. Ender Stevens is not a Premier League player. You know, Chris Basham is not a Premier League player. Um, Lundstrom, should he have got a red card, actually? But is, is he a Premier League player? You know, John Fleck, is he a Premier League player? Norwood. Alex Osborne, you know, he made the point, and I said about, you know, Sheffield going out and, you know, getting results against teams like Arsenal and obviously like going toe-to-toe Man City. <coughs> these, these boys have been <coughs> with Wilde and with Sheffield since League One. Yeah. You know what they're achieving and what they're doing in the Premier League now, because the, the, I've said this before. The bottom half of the Premier League, like what Nigel Atkins did with Southampton yeah. in the first season. There's not know? a lot of there's not a lot of quality in the bottom half of the Premier League. No. You could you could make a league out of the teams at the top half of the Championship and the bottom half of the Premier League, and it'd be competitive. Very competitive. Those teams in the top half of the Championship would would beat a lot of them. Mm. You know, I'm I'm comfy that no, this season Leeds would destroy Norwich. Yeah, because of the way that we play football, we wouldn't score many goals, but we'd destroy them. Mm. Um, <coughs> but at the end of the day. You know what he's done, and you know Ender, Ender Stevens, and you know he's done it with a, a relatively 
British squad as well. I love that. And people, and you know, again, we that. had a conversation the other day, a group chat, and I, and I just, I like to put things in there, food for thought sometimes, see how people, you know, I'm not fishing see, for it. Yeah, see, see what fruit comes out. You know, and I said, you know, it, should it be Klopp or should it be she- should it be Wilder at Sheffield that gets manager of the season? Yeah. You know, if, if Wilder gets Sheffield Champions League football, barring a Liverpool treble undefeated, Wilder wins, Wilder wins it. Wilder wins it. If Klopp does that, well, Klopp wins it. Jesus, yeah. like you know, if you undefeated in the Premier League and wins the Champions League in the FA Cup, and obviously the Premier League, yeah. like you know, that that will be the greatest achievement of all time. Yeah, and I don't. It, it won't get bettered. The only way it could get bettered is if you win every single trophy available to you. Yeah, and you don't drop it. Liverpool obviously they've got yeah. pasted. You know, the kids got pasted by Villa. In the in the league, yeah. cup, like you know, if they if they win that game, they you know potentially. And win. I reckon they would have put out a half decent squad for that. Yeah. Um. So. Um, but Sheffield, yeah, that, that's a poor result this weekend. Yeah. They, yeah. They they should be they should be winning that game. Uh, Palace won Newcastle nil. Uh, this is two teams that have got absolutely dog mess strikers as well. Um. Joe Joe Linton, uh, Stevie Bruce came out during the week and said that. Uh, Joe Linton is not uh, an out and out striker. He's not. He's not a natural goal scorer. He spent forty five million pound on him. Um, he did have one strike, which uh, was saved very nicely from Guaita. But you know what can you do? If I'm Joe Linton, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I need. I need people to tell me how great I am and what level I should be at. I don't want people to say I'm not this or I'm not that. I know what attributes I can bring to the table. If you know Joe Linton might be the first to admit that. I don't mm. know. I don't know Joe Linton. But I'm, you don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and at the end of the day, the winner of this game, you know, if Newcastle win it, they'd, you know, they'd only be where Palace are because of, of goal difference with Southampton. But, you know, it's a game that Newcastle want to stay in touching difference. I'm not being funny. Again, Newcastle are only 10 points off Man United. They win two or three games in a row. Newcastle have had some good runs this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, in a season that they've been expected to be fighting relegation. Mm-hmm. They are hovering just above. Again, in the same in the same breath, they lose a couple of games and the teams below them win a couple of games. They're sucked right back in. Yeah, there. exactly. And we were talking, I don't yeah. think, that, I, I can't see there being three worst teams in Newcastle right now. So I think they're fine, um, including Palace involved in that as well. The winner uh, really and truly came from, uh, from a PVA Free kick. Believe me when I tell you this, Palace needed this win badly because they have been... They've, they've been on a rot. It's the first win in, in 12 games, they've I believe. They've been awful. Um, even though they have taken points off Arsenal, they've taken points on Man City as well yeah. uh, in that time period. Um, Cahill's header was saved and so was Scott Dan's header. Beautiful saves from Dubravka, but I would blame Dubravka for the, for the goal yeah. uh, because... You know, you you set your wall out. You know where you, you put your wall down on purpose. So why stand to the le- step to the left before you dive into the right? Well, he's no just, Pepe Reina, is he? Yeah. Uh, um, Andre, I hit the post um, in in the game as well, which is which is which is crazy. Um, ben Tekkers as well. He's lacking Tekkers. I don't guessing. really. I, he, he's got like, there's that header at the near post where he almost goes out for a throw in. Like he's just got his angles completely wrong. I can you know he had a he had a great. Couple of years at Villa, and you know he'll be well remembered. Obviously, like he scored an overhead kick against Man United. For but he Liverpool. still gets he still gets picked for the Belgian national side. It's insanity. It's I, I, he's not he's not he's not had any serious output in the last what two three years. No, um, and Lazaro got sent off right at the end of the game. It took out Zaha in the ninety fifth minute. Why make that change in the ninety fifth minute? We've had it with Calvin, we've had it with Calvin Phillips this year. But, but now now he's out of the next game, and that's stupid. Well, we, yeah. Uh, last game Burnley 3 Bournemouth 0 there's a couple of situations that happen in this um, so Vidra so yeah so Vidra got the opening goal uh, the second that. goal was from J-Rod from the penalty spot and then uh, then Dwight McNeil he scored the third goal however it's not as simple as that no um, never is yeah Josh King got the opening goal um, which so ruled out for, for handball because it came off Billing's shoulder yeah Oh yeah, yeah, um, and then um, yeah, Vidra two and two for him now. He he's he, again he's someone who need he needed that this week. You know, following up from last week, you know, if it's flashing the pan, he gets one goal after going on a serious drought. Mm. You know, but you don't expect Burnley to go out and win games three 0 Burnley go out and win games one 0 You know, they they know what they they know their strengths. Dyche has got them well drilled. You know, we talk about Wilder doing wonders with Sheffield. You know, I would argue Dyche has done wonders with Burnley. You know, he's only 
what three points behind what Sheffield are doing. Why aren't people talking about? Sheffield? Yeah, no one's talking, talking about, about Dice, Sean Dice, yeah, mate. Like exactly. at the end of the day, you know, if if that fifth place is there, they're four points behind Manchester United. That's absolutely f- phenomenal. They're seven, yeah. they're seven points behind Chelsea. They're no, fourth. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. No yeah. one. No one gives a damn. I about mentioned it last week on the show because Arsenal and Burnley were, were, were level on points at that point, and yeah. uh, it was like, um, right, so. What's going on with Burnley then? You know, are they are they in a relegation scrap or are they going toe to toe for you know a top spot? Which is crazy. Anyway, um, so it was one 0 Burnley, um, Bournemouth, beautiful sweeping move. Yeah. Um, the the Wilsons hooking up. Um, Callum um, finds Harry and it's one all and it's game on. No. No, thanks. No, it's not. No. Uh, VAR were like, hold on a minute, was that a handball from Adam Smith? Um, and they've given a handball, which once again, like, uh, like his balance is turning turn around. I don't think it's, it's hit his arm, yes. Is it handball? No. I don't think he's actively tried to control the ball. He's no, exactly. It's, it's ball to hand. That, 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 should be, that should be a goal. That, that, I'm, I'm not buying that whatsoever so, but J-Rod takes a penalty and that's how you take a penalty that's how you take a penalty that's how you take a penalty and then McNeil he had a couple of opportunities he had a few opportunities in the game well, this first one slaps at the post should have gone in but then just context the same people, sort of thing J-Rod referencing uh, sorry uh, yeah, James, not, James, James not, really not Jack Rodwell who his career is dead oh um, were they calling J-Rod as well they do oh well uh, um, and then <laughs> yeah um, it's 3-0 um, and it's, it's game done there right before we go have you got your prediction for Liverpool? Don't think West Ham are going to bring much to the game. Um, I'm gonna. Is it Anfield? I want to say. Is it Anfield? Is it Anfield? Um, I don't think. I think you know if if West Ham are at home, West Ham probably be a little bit more tempted to be expansive. I think they're going to tuck in. They're going to try and frustrate Liverpool, and then you know if anything, try and hit them counter set pieces. I I, I don't see Liverpool free scoring. Um, I, I all I can really say, I'm I'm just gonna go one 0 Liverpool, you know. Uh, I'm going five 0 Liverpool. Um, <laughs> you've been uh, you've been listening. You might have been watching uh, to uh, top the weekly football review show uh, with myself, Gav Mack, and Adam the Greek. I need to get him off to uh, off to the Mailey because it's his. Well, we're in association with the male coach, but he runs the quiz down there, so I need to get him there ASAP because otherwise the quiz won't happen. Uh, in association with Macau Sports Bar and Grill, the best booze in the whole New York, and we are recording this show live from Stalker's Studio in sponsorship with DC Music Services, and that's who gave us all this new kit, which is all really pretty. Thank you very mm. much, DC. Thank you very much, DC. So, yeah, um, it'll be available on Spotify and Apple Music, so you'll be able to listen to it on your morning commute. I'll make sure I'll get it all ready for you guys tomorrow. I'll say that, but you, now you're hearing this, you will, will have heard the show at that point. So I'm going to say thank you and goodbye. Good night. Good night. <laughs>